Hey everyone, before we start this week's episode, which is actually a recorded episode that we had a while ago, I just wanted to give a shout out to one of my friends, his name is Bryce, he is a pilot, and thanks to him and his company, the Northern Alaskan Tour Company, uh, I was able to fly up north to the Arctic Circle, a little bit above that, and it was a really great experience, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so if you're ever in Alaska, specifically in the Fairbanks area, I would definitely recommend you check it out. This is no way sponsored. It's just like, give, like to give a shout out to, to him for giving me the opportunity and everything. So about this week's show, uh, we are interviewing a former, although in, during the episode, she was the current Miss Alaska USA. Uh, we had a really great time. Uh, first interview that we had. Um, we're hoping to do more in the future so hopefully you guys enjoy this episode and yeah have a good one and enjoy the show summer sunny outside a little bit of wind just a little bit chilly but but i think as long as you stay outside enough um you'll be fine pretty much but yeah anyway um so what can we say about uh today's show oh wait she's gonna go do something real quick um pretty much (laughs) you can hear in the background so right now, um, on today's episode, we actually have our first special guest here. Um, so right now, Kristen is going to bring her in. She's a little bit late, but we are fine with that. So yeah, um, hope you guys are excited for this host, uh, well, for this guest. Um, give me a second and let me open that door real quick. <laughs> this is a messy show, I can say. <laughs> Alrighty, we're getting in here. Uh, give me a few seconds as we prepare everything else here. Yeah. So, Kristen, can you tell us who the special guest is? <laughs> yeah. So, today we have a very special guest. My absolutely beautiful, lovely friend, Hannah Carlisle, who is also currently former, currently <laughs> Miss Alaska USA. Yes. Well, I didn't know if it was former yet or not. Well, that's interesting you mentioned that because I'm actually in the la- I'm actually in the last week of my reign as Miss Alaska USA. I'm also the longest reigning Miss Alaska USA, so I definitely get why you thought it should be former. I should have given my title away about a year ago. Yes, but, but because of COVID, you know, I'm still here, guys. See, now yep. you have the record. You're like two years <laughs> under the bag. No one can take I it. I know. Can't kick me off the throne yet. Yeah. yeah. No, when I was doing a little bit of research, I she told me, oh, Miss Alaska. I'm like, okay. So I look at Miss Alaska, and I'm like, I don't see her name. I forgot there's two competitions. <laughs> 
Yes, there are actually a lot of pageants, but Miss USA is the preliminary competition to Miss Universe. So mm. I'm Miss Alaska USA, and I just competed at Miss USA, which that was interesting during the pandemic for sure. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. <laughs> where, where did it take place this year? This year it took place in Memphis, which is nice because I was quarantining in Nashville because I had just graduated at um, Vanderbilt University. So that was decently nice. I didn't have to travel too far, mm. but um, quarantine rules are quite strict and um, there was a lot of social distancing and I didn't, I definitely don't know if I know what the smiles of all my contestants that were there with me look like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a breather here for a second, just because this all happened way too quickly. So <laughs> I guess to start out, um, what got you inspired to do pageantry? Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I saw the Miss Alaska USA uh, listing on Instagram and I thought to myself, I'm from Fairbanks, Alaska, guys. I need to wear a dress somewhere. <laughs> I mean, what girl doesn't think that up here in Fairbanks, Alaska? Mm -hmm. yes. So that was honestly, shallow or not, that was the first reason why I signed up. But then I learned, when I went to the competition the first time, I learned about something called platforms. And I do, I love doing volunteer work. I love helping the community. And I learned that as a pageant queen, you can have a platform, which is a volunteer project that you really care about. And people will partner with you. And you can use the um, all the social media and networks of the Miss USA organization to help the thing that you care about most, your platform, your volunteer work. So when I won, I really, I took that off right away. And I I took my platform even as, as far south as Latin America. My platform is you know, just making education more equitable for people that don't have as many chances as others. And, and so I've really been working hard at bringing, you know, just equal chances to everybody, whether that be through school supplies, college and career readiness training. But, you know, I will say the one thing about pageantry is that, um, which keeps me encouraged in doing it, is I get to do volunteer work while wearing sparkles instead of wearing <laughs> T-shirts or scrubs. So I really enjoy that about it. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, you got to do it for two years. Did, did they allow it to extend your platform reach? Yes. I mean, okay, now doing platform work during COVID was a little bit weird because my focus was education, with schools being online. However, the need was ever growing. So because the need was ever growing, I had to get creative. So what I ended up doing is I ended up doing like a online fundraisers for school supplies, sending those to students in their own hometowns. Or I actually started doing a lot of online like Zoom calls about college and career readiness with high schoolers that, well, one, their schools didn't have college and career counselors, but they certainly couldn't access them that easily while school was at home. Yeah. Yeah. So it did give me the opportunity to reach more people in a longer term. But I would say during the pandemic, while it made it more challenging to do volunteer work in the education system, I was able to meet a need where it was more pressing, too. So I am thankful for the extended time with the title regarding my volunteer work. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> let's say... Uh, did you so you say you managed to reach to Latin America? Did you manage to do the same formats with them, or how did you manage to um, get that? Um, so the funny thing is, is right when COVID hit, I so when I got became Miss Alaska USA, I hit the ground running. I was like, I'm not going to waste any time, particularly because I know that we have just barely under a year to make all the change we want to make. Typically, yeah, typically. <laughs> typically <no. laughs> That's true. So I was actually in Latin America. When COVID hit the U.S. and they said they were going to close their borders, I was in the village schools. I was checking on some research projects because my degree was actually focused on international education policy and management. So I had started some research projects there. Um, one of my side degrees was also Latin American and Caribbean studies. So it all kind of helped a little bit. 
Um, and I was checking into the research, checking into the village schools, doing a fundraiser for them all at the same time, giving out tiaras because, well, I'm Miss Alaska USA. It's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> and I come to find out that I might get stuck in Latin America. So I was actually doing things on the ground in person right before COVID hit. But then I, I did decide to come back to the U.S. last minute just in case I got stuck. But looking back on it. I might not have been too upset to be stuck down in Latin America. I mean, quarantining yeah. in the sunshine is not that bad. Yeah. I'd say, which country were you in? I was in Belize when quarantine hit. Mm, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. But, you know, once quarantine hit, I did have to move everything to online. And I would say it was a little bit easier. Sadly, it was easier to focus only on the U.S. for a time simply because the students that I work with across the globe they don't have Wi-Fi, they don't have internet capability, they don't have cell phones, computers, and that's why I work with them. So as soon as I can get down there in person, I check in with the Ministry of Education quite periodically, and as soon as things are all safe and good COVID-wise, we're going to continue our work down in Latin America. That's pretty great to hear, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I lived in El Salvador for six years, wow. so seeing that, that um, those type of programs that help for... Um, just to bring more accessibility for students because um, in El Salvador a lot it has to do with money since um, regardless if you go to a public or private school, you need money to um, pay for your uniform, mm -hmm. for the notebooks and utensils and everything like that. So although currently there are some things that are being done by the government which makes it more accessible, um, there's still, you know, uh, just the... Um, you can't like show up and just go to school for free. Yeah, you have right. to be able to have some money to pay for things just to even be in the classroom. Yeah, yeah. or even itself, like just the families who need to need an extra hand for working on the fields or something like that. Right. So those are um, uh, reasons why many students um, or young kids can't really attend school because they need to help their families. Right, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, kind of going back a little bit to the first question. Um, how how was the whole process with um uh trying to get into the pageantry i guess you know especially i guess up here you know do you think the system is a little bit more different compared to let's say texas's version mm -hmm. of it or is there a lot of competitors well i would say the hardest thing about getting into the system is that there aren't that many pageant people i didn't have anyone to ask questions about i didn't even know what a pageant dress looked like hmm. i just thought well you know, as long as it's floor length, maybe that works. I, but, you know, I didn't even know where to get a pageant gown from because we don't have a lot of boutiques like they have in the lower 48 states. Or, you know, we don't even the gown brands that girls wear like in Texas or in all those states that are really big pageant states. Mm -hmm. We don't even sell those brands here in Alaska. I've checked in all the stores. It's not possible to find it here, which is fine. There are still other options that I think are really great that the girls can use. But it's hard to find it if you're not in that pageant world already. And it's a very small, tight-knit community. So... If you want to join, if you want to join the pageant community, you got to find somebody first in it. And I'll be honest, that was hard for me. I'm from, you know, the woods of Fairbanks, Alaska, and Fairbanks <laughs> is a lot less pageanty than Anchorage. Even I mean, we don't get to wear heels throughout the year. We got mud. We don't got that much concrete to work with. <laughs> Unless somehow they made um, extra tough heel boots. Oh yeah. <laughs> there you go. You, you got to pitch it in for them. Be like, hey, come on, let's do this. You know what's funny? Um, I was thinking about doing one of my final photo shoots in tough boots. I was like, this is so representative of Alaska. Yeah, it really yeah. is. <laughs> Either that or just running away from mosquitoes. Which one? <laughs> um, yeah, that's so true that both of those are definitely representative of our experience. 
Yeah. Um, well, we're going to have to take a small music break here. Um, so for today's selection, my selection here, we, we didn't go with a theme or anything. Uh, we pretty much chose whatever. So I have Jupiter by the Marias, Tu by Maye, and Garage Rooftop by Q. They're all pretty mellow um, jams. So if you're out driving right now, just enjoying the sun, definitely take in these smooth jams to enjoy it. <laughs> but yeah, um, hope you guys enjoy these songs. This is Two Pieces in the Snow here on KSUA 91.5 FM Fairbanks, Alaska. Welcome back to Two Peas in the Snow here on KSUA 91.5 FM, Fairbanks, Alaska. Uh, yeah, we're back here with Current. Uh, Hi, I'm Miss Alaska USA 2020, Hannah Carlisle. <laughs> All righty, so this is a continuation here. So, Kristen, go ahead. Yeah, um, so I wanted to move away from the pageant it's self-talk a little bit. And um, I mean, probably many, some people listening don't know that you're actually a UAF graduate. Yes, <laughs> go Nanak! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I met Hannah here at UAF in Chinese class, first year Chinese class, so, so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to... Ask Han like Hannah, what what's I know after you graduated from UAF, you went to grad school at Columbia, was it? Yeah, I went to grad school at two schools actually. I did a fellowship program. So I just graduated from Vanderbilt University with a master's of international education policy and management. And with Vanderbilt, I got to participate in a graduate fellowship at Columbia University. I was I was actually in their law school. Um, so I was at Columbia's law school, and I also got to um, do some schooling and work with their Center for Public Research and Leadership. And it was, like, actually a really awesome gig because I got a full-ride fellowship. That was a scholarship, too. I'm, I'm super blessed. Yeah. So how does a girl from Fairbanks, Alaska, end up at Vanderbilt University? <laughs> what was your journey? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Well, I'll be honest. When I first started applying to graduate schools, I thought to myself, who wants a small town girl from Alaska? I don't even know anything about the world. <laughs> but then, you know, as I started applying, I actually started to realize that people are really, really interested in knowing the perspective of an Alaskan and getting to know an Alaskan. There aren't that many Alaskans that go outside of Alaska, do schooling in other states, other countries. So actually, the schools were really interested in talking to me because there aren't that many of us that actually go out. So I think first thing of advice that I would say, like, how does a girl do that? You just have to actually try because they actually do want you because a lot of Alaskans don't try mm. because they might have the same perspective I did. Who wants a small town girl from the woods of Alaska? But actually, a lot of people do. They want to know what our life is like. They want to hear from our perspective in the classrooms. Yeah, I feel like they would just think, oh, yeah, you guys have penguins, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's, yeah. that's always the first thing. Like that's Penguins or igloos. I'm like, okay. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. People need to be aware of what Alaskan life is really like. <laughs> yes. 
I've <laughs> 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 like, I, I lost question. Um, I would say, uh, so you were born and raised here in Fairbanks, right? So I was born in Georgia, but raised in Fairbanks. Okay, so I how, mean, do I have a southern accent? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I should know, kind of, and I, I don't really know, 100%. Uh, but I guess um, overall, like, how was the growing up here in, in Fairbanks, I guess? I get a lot of questions about that as Miss Alaska USA. For better or for worse, I am your spokesman to a lot of people throughout the world. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully my answer is okay in your mind because uh, that's what people hear from me. But in my opinion, growing up in Fairbanks was amazing. I mean, my upbringing is very different than what I've realized other people might say throughout the States. Like, for instance, my favorite food is moose stew and caribou tacos. Mm -hmm. I also really like a fresh-caught halibut filet. Those are things that a lot of people in the world have never even experienced or tried. Mm -hmm. yeah. My worries when I was driving, I wasn't worried so much about the distracted texting drivers. I was worried about the moose, the bear, or maybe the northern lights being too beautiful and distracting me on my way home. Like, yeah. that was my worries <laughs> for distracted driving. So our upbringing, well, the best way I describe it to everyone throughout the world is that it is the most inconvenient yet most beautiful place I've ever <laughs> been. You cannot get your Amazon Prime two-day shipping here. No. Nope. I hate that. But... <laughs> Every morning when I would wake up at 40 below and start my car on my way to UAF, I would be griping, like, oh, I don't want to go to class at 8 a.m. and walk through the snow and blah, blah, blah. Um, but on my way to school, I would see the Denali and the mountain range. I would sometimes see the occasional moose or the beautiful, like, crystallized trees. And then I'd instantly be so thankful. I live here. I love my drive to UAF. I love my school on the hill and the cold and the Arctic. Yeah. So it's a it's very much a dichotomy between it's just inconvenient, but it is so beautiful and worth it. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say for myself because I'm not from Alaska. I'm from uh, all over the place, as I like to say. Yes. <laughs> Born in California, moved to Minnesota, El Salvador, Virginia, and now here. <laughs> so, but um, honestly, my four years up here, I do not regret at all. Like coming up here, just pretty much like winging it um because i didn't have any support from family or anything it was pretty much me myself and i so i managed to make the best out of this situation and um i really do believe that that fairbanks itself has such an interesting and like tight-knit community mm -hmm. and um we're, we pretty much all get along with each other even if we disagree in things i think everyone is like we're just chilling you know a little bit like hippie vibes, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. It's so tight. And I mean, that's why I still know Kristen today. As she said, I went to school at Vanderbilt. I went to school at Columbia University. I've kind of been all over the U.S. But me and her are still friends. And that's why I'm here talking on the radio with Kristen today. Yeah. It's because yep. the tight knit community, span it, it goes beyond space and years here. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I definitely, yeah. Fairbanks is um, kind of magical in its weird little way <clears throat> you guys talk so fondly about Fairbanks and it's hard for me to like say anything else because I don't feel as fondly about Fairbanks as you guys seem to but, <laughs> but I, I mean like admittedly it is very magical here and it is very unique and I I really do even though I'm not like from here, when I go out of Alaska, I tell people that I'm from here because I've lived here the longest in my life. And I really do think that it 
kind of opens you to more people in a way. Because, like, if you say you're from anywhere else, well, anywhere else in the States, I, I guess I should say, people don't really think about it, right? But when you say you're from Alaska, people are like, oh, my gosh, Alaska. <laughs> That's funny that you say that you're from Fairbanks instead of North Pole. Because I always try to tell people, yeah, I'm from North Pole, Alaska, because that makes them think I'm cooler. Because they're like, oh, you're from Santa's home. I say Fairbanks because, okay, one, people have never even heard of North Pole. Most people that I tell haven't even heard of Fairbanks if they've heard of anywhere in Alaska. Like, most people don't even know any cities in Alaska, one. Mm -hmm. Second, if they do know somewhere, they know Anchorage, and that's it. So (laughs) that's why I say Fairbanks, because, I mean, Fairbanks, North Pole, it's the same kind of area. Yeah, but of course, when when you say North Pole, sometimes they think, like North, yeah, like the actual North Pole. Oh, yeah, I'm like, yeah. no. They definitely think I'm talking about the North Pole, but mm-hmm. you know, I just ride with it. It makes some really fun conversations. Yeah, yeah. It, it gives you like, in some way, even if you um, kind of like despise this place or whatever, you, you kind of get a sense of pride from it once you talk t- about it to others. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I think you get that sense of pride once you're not here anymore. Because while you're yep. here, you notice the inconvenience factor is a lot <laughs> more. Oh, yeah. Yep. 100%. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I was going to say, kind of, I guess, maybe going a little bit back to the uh, pageantry. Um, what are some, like, funny memories or, like, just moments that you've had while, during this whole journey? Well, something that's really interesting is when you do a pageant and you go to the national competition, they give you a roommate. And this person, essentially, it's like, you know how they have, like, matchmakers or, like, organized weddings or whatever? It's it's pretty much like a forced best friend on you. You will become best friends, but you don't have any say in who it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's like an arranged best friendship. So that's kind of interesting. Me and my... Uh, my beautiful pageant best friend, Miss Vermont in USA, we ended up being uh, pageant roommates. And, you know, I would say, like, the, the first night we were together, we were definitely goofing off, um, wearing all kinds of feather scarves and dancing to the song, <laughs> Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. So there's so many crazy things that you do um, as a pageant girl with other pageant girls that probably, like, it, it creates a bond. They call it the sisterhood um, because mm-hmm. it's an experience that you go through with a group of girls that other people haven't experienced. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I would say sometimes we're a little bit goofy about it, but only <laughs> we know how it feels to stand in six-inch heels for 24 hours straight. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do other uh, former um, pageants attend the competitions? Yeah, a lot of former title holders definitely attend the competitions just to show support. And also, they really feel like they're a part of the sisterhood still. Mm. It almost, to me, it kind of feels like when you go to, like, if you're a part of a fraternity or something like that I was like going to say, it sounds like a sorority. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's kind of, and they do have male pageants, too. Yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of similar to that, where once you're a part of it, you're always a part of it. And you have those friends, those connections. I can reach out to somebody and be like, hey, I was former Miss Alaska, or I am Miss Alaska USA, and you were a former title holder. Let's hang out. You have an instant connection. Mm-hmm. I'd say, um, how many former Miss Alaska USA have you met before? Oh, have I met? I probably only met like five former Miss Alaska USAs. I think they were all at my pageant actually when I won. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of speaks to the community, uh, I guess like the tight-knit community of the of the Miss Alaska USA and just the pageant community in general, like they all came to my pageant, which is really nice. 
Oh. <laughs> I was just thinking. I actually, well, I don't personally know her. I knew her brother, but I knew a former Miss oh? Alaska USA also. Who? Um, that's, see, that's a good question. I don't remember her name. <laughs> 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 just, like, her brother went to high school with me. Okay. But he was a senior when I was, like, a freshman or a sophomore. So, you know, it's not like he was in school with me for that long. And we were in choir together. So I didn't know her personally because she was okay. already graduated by that time, obviously. That's um, why we need to become a bigger pageant state. I need to advocate for pageantry <laughs> so we people know more about it. <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's actually fun. It really does provide an opportunity for girls to dress up, enjoy wearing heels, enjoy looking beautiful because... You know, living in Fairbanks, Alaska, I'll be honest, wearing heels in the mud that surrounds my house, you know, there's not that much place where you can look nice and not get, like, filled with dirt on your shoes or your dress. Yep. Um, so I think it's good for women to have that opportunity, but also to have the support in whatever volunteer work you like doing. Yeah. That's also a good opportunity, too. So I have a fun little question that you might hate me for. Oh, no. Uh, am I, I going to be dethroned by answering it? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you on stage? On stage? Well, goodness. I hope nobody else's eyes caught everything. But there are two, there are two extremely embarrassing moments that I remember on stage. One is from my very first time competing at Miss Alaska USA. I haven't been in pageants long, so this was what, like maybe three years ago. They called, okay, uh, the way that they did the competition is the person with the name first in the alphabet was the first and the last person on stage. Oh, so I okay. had a very short opportunity to change. And how, where I had to change is I had to go through like behind the stage, cross over a bunch of wires and boxes, get back to the changing <laughs> room, and then get back to stage lineup. Mm -hmm. And let's just say putting on pageant gowns is not a very quick process. Nope. nope. So they called my name, and I was still getting dressed. like, <laughs> And I sprinted in these six-inch heels all the way to the front stage. And I didn't know what I was going to do because they already called my name, and I was supposed to be walking. So when I got up there, I made an entrance, and I twirled my gown around and just whipped it. Yeah. And then I started walking. So that was a little embarrassing because I wasn't on stage when I should have been, and I was definitely afraid of face planting backstage too, sprinting in heels over wires and boxes. Yes. <laughs> but then the next uh, embarrassing thing that I'm hoping nobody caught, um, I think, at Miss USA, I went into a pose, and my gown... Uh, it has a second layer underneath it. That it's not entirely attached to the top layer. Okay. And I tripped on it at Miss USA, and I almost <laughs> fell on the judges. But I'm really hoping that nobody could catch the trip. Yeah. But my heel was completely caught in the gown, and I couldn't walk for a second. I was just oh, gonna no. tumble forward if I made any movement. <laughs> so hopefully nobody caught it. But that would have been um that definitely would have been the worst moment of my life probably if I face planted on national television in front of the judges. See, I feel like you could have done the twirl again. <laughs> like as you're walking through the twirl so you can like unloose it somehow, oh. I guess. Well, I did end up twirling after that, so maybe that was part of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, yeah, she stole my question because I was going to ask what's the, sh the shocking <laughs> thing about, or like shock something that surprised you about pageants. Well, I would say something that surprised me about it is the fact that you know, I think it's some of the most amazing women I met in pageantry, and I hate to say that that shocked me. But when I decided to come back and do Miss Alaska USA, I actually was a student at Columbia University at the time. And my classmates, some of them were a little bit confused because I looked like a very intellectual woman, and all they think of pageants is they think 
of the um, movie Miss Congeniality when you ask a girl any question, and all she says is, oh, world peace. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. so... To be honest, some people have a misconception that pageantry is for girls that don't that maybe don't have as many ambitions or aren't as quite intellectually talented. Mm. But when I got into pageantry and I competed at Miss USA, I realized some of these girls have PhDs. Some of these girls have created their own NGOs, like official 501c3s to change the world. And these girls are some of the most ambitious people I've ever met in my life. And I hate to say that that's shocking. But that goes to show of a huge misconception we have in society that pageantry is for the unambitious women or the women that aren't as uh, intellectually inclined. But it is for the women that, I, in my opinion, are the most ambitious, the most go-getters, the most uh, capable, willing women to give their lives, their intellectual capabilities for the betterment of others. And just because you do that while wearing sparkles or in a dress, it doesn't mean that you're any less intellectually inclined. It just means that you got a little style and you look good in it. And that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 100%. Who doesn't love to look glamorous? Please. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> Even after I give my crown away, the sparkles aren't leaving. Nah. You put it everywhere. Bling uh, it, no matter what. Yeah, the mask. I do have a bling mask. I really do. Oh, Ooh, yes. Nice. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, now we're going into our second song break here. Uh, these next three songs are from uh, Kristen. You might have heard a snippet of one of them by accident <laughs> <laughs> earlier. Yes, yes. A little mm. malfunction earlier with the music. Yes. So, um, what yeah. are the songs? Again, themeless. Just songs that I've been listening to, kind of feeling... Uh, first one is Dimpled by BTS. Of course, I'm playing a BTS song, even though I don't even listen to them as much anymore. But mm. yes. Um, second song is a Chinese song called Tian Liang Zhi Tian. I honestly don't know how to translate this off the top <laughs> of my head um, by Astro Bunny. And then third song is Fragile by Sakura Shimeji. I have to give a small warning that Sakura Shimeji, and especially in this album, they're like two 15-year-old boys, so one of them has a very high, kind of shrill voice. So I apologize <laughs> for people's ears, but I like it. So. Yes. So just lower the volume in your cars <laughs> or radios. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yep. Hope you guys enjoy these three sets of songs. This is Two Peas in the Snow here on KSUA 91.5 FM, Fairbanks, Alaska. back here on yeah. two peas in the snow here on KCUA 91.5 FM Fairbanks Alaska yes we are coming to a close yes although I have one more question um for our title holder <laughs> Hi. yeah um so as you mentioned before you know you really want to um promote more um pageantry here in Fairbanks um I guess it's kind of like your outlet right now like what would you what would you say to those who are interested or who might have been uh, have like a negative perception of it like you know what can you say with your experience and how would you want to um, promote more this type mm -hmm. of um, pageantry here in, in Alaska well I would tell some people if you have a if you have a negative perception or whatnot I'd like to let you know that there's nothing bad that can come of competing in pageantry but potentially lots 
there's a potential of lots of good experiences, even sponsors that can help you get to where you want to go, partners, and meeting a lot of friends and whatnot. There's nothing bad that can come from pageantry. So if you're somewhat inclined, if there's a volunteer thing that you're really curious about, um, you know, promoting, or if you just really enjoy embracing your own femininity. Well, for me, I liked doing both, and I still like doing both, so that's why pageantry is a really great kind of intersect of the two worlds for me. Um, is It's a place where I get to embrace my femininity, which I felt I didn't get that many opportunities in Alaska to do that. You know, it's kind of hard doing that when you need to wear bunny boots everywhere, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's a really great place for that, and I think it would be healthy for women to just do it for fun sometimes. But also, if you win, you get partners and sponsors that will, I mean, honestly, during the COVID pandemic, I was struggling like financially because of losing jobs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I had sponsors that actually gave me food so that I could eat healthy in my preparations for Miss USA. So you can have sponsors that can help you in your endeavors, as well as partners. Like I partner with um, like the Belize Ministry of Education, the Salvation Army and various foster homes to help students you know, know how to live life after high school, how to go to college, to help them get what they need to go to school. So I think it's a, it's really just a win-win situation, but how to find information about it. Well, I can at least say for Miss, Ala- uh, for Miss Alaska, you can go to MissAKUSA.com. I think sometimes you just got to look up. Sometimes it's the Miss state name and then the title. So there's Miss America. So it might be like Miss alaskaamerica.com missalaskausa.com but sometimes it's the uh it's the abbreviation so you want to check both and you're looking into the different pageants and it's something i really want to encourage people about because i think some people don't know this yes pageantry is a place to promote your volunteer work and to enjoy femininity but for people who are interested in college it's a great place to get scholarships There are a lot of scholarship-based pageants, such as Miss America. So you could look Mm -hmm. up Miss Alaska America or um, Miss Collegiate America. There are so many pageants in Alaska that you can do for fun, embrace your femininity, work towards a great volunteer project that you care about, while also getting funds that you need to excel in college. So if you have aspirations volunteer-wise or you enjoy feminine fe- uh, expressing yourself in a feminine way, or even you don't even have to enjoy expressing yourself in a feminine way, to be honest. At Miss USA, this last year was the first year we had a woman wear a pantsuit instead of a gown. Ooh. Ooh. So if you just want to embrace yourself on stage and promote something you care about, then a pageant is a great place to do that. And you can really get sponsors, partners, as well as scholarships, endless scholarships, to do things that um, you want to do and learn in the world. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, uh, what's, like, the age range? So for the Miss division, uh, it usually ends at 28 time, but then you can also do Mrs. Pageants or Ms., which is M-S dot. But I'll say, like, if you want scholarships, you get the – because they do focus scholarships on the younger divisions since they think that's who needs scholarships more. Mm-hmm. So that would be, like, you would do one of the teen pageants or one of the Miss pageants, and teen is up until 19 years old. And then from Miss, you can start at 18, and then you would end at usually 28. And then, of course, there are Misses pageants. Um, Those usually don't give you scholarships as prizes. They're usually like, you know, a trip for you and your husband, as well as a lot of sponsored goodies and whatnot. So it's still a fun experience. Yeah. Well, I guess with that... Uh, thank you so much for, for being with us. Yeah, yeah. if you thank guys you. have any questions, let me give you my handles. So right. for one more week, I am Miss Alaska USA on Facebook <laughs> or Miss AK USA on Instagram. But if you want to chat with me later, you can find me on Instagram at Hannah Carlisle 7 That's H-A-N-N-A-H-C-A-R-L-I-L. 
L. Wait, what is my name? H A N N A H C A R L I L E number seven um, on Instagram, and we can continue chatting about pageants and college and everything there. Yeah, thank you so much. Your first guest here on Two Pieces of Snow. I'm monumental. so honored. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Um, as always. Uh, check out our playlist on YouTube and on Spotify as Two Piece in the Snow. Uh, Spotify, we have our current um, lineup for songs. And on YouTube, we have every single song we have featured um, in every single show. So with that, have a good day. Enjoy the summer outside. Bye. <laughs> <All right>, bye. <laughs>